Hello, thank you for checking out this episode of the Wisdom of Pope Francis podcast. I am your host, John Holowaty, and today we are back into Fratelli Tutti, Pope Francis's, I think, most recent encyclical. I'm wrapping up chapter six in this document, and there are just two more chapters, and then we'll be off to Laudato Si, which is probably his most famous letter, most famous encyclical on the environment. Now, Pope Francis begins this last section of chapter six describing what he calls a quote-unquote new culture. And what defines this culture is an openness to difference, not with the intent of brushing this difference under the rug or pretending that it's not there, but with the intent of working through those differences together over what may be a long period of time. So as he puts it, quote, the image of a polyhedron can represent a society where differences coexist complementing, enriching, and reciprocally illuminating one another, even amid disagreements and reservations. Each of us can learn something from others. No one is useless, and no one is expendable. Unquote. So how do we create this society of coexistence? And I think it's important at this point to say that he's not speaking specifically about like the church per se, because the church is meant to believe largely the same thing, you know, doctrinally and all that. I think he's talking about the larger society. We're talking about secular society here, you know, all sorts of people believing all sorts of different things. But anyway, how do we create this society of coexistence? And he says, quote, we as a people should be passionate about meeting others, unquote. So far from keeping insulated in our tight-knit communities or unsullied by the world, he encourages us to interact with people in the world, especially those that we have, you know, major differences with. Now, reading this, I thought about my evangelical fundamentalist days. I grew up evangelical fundamentalist, and uh, there was always this sense of, you know, this is us and our culture, and out there is the world, right? And we kind of keep each other at arm's length. We have our Christian schools, we have our Christian community, our Christian TV, our Christian magazines, our Christian subculture. And you can seriously go from cradle to grave in that cultural cocoon. Now, I'm backing on fundamentalists here, my my evangelical upbringing, but really, I mean, insert whichever group you want to, and it's the same thing, right? Democrats, Republicans, the elite, the working poor, LGBTQ community. Uh, It's so incredibly easy to get caught up in our narrow view of reality. And what Pope Francis seems to be saying is that, you know, for a melting pot like, for example, the United States or, or the larger world to function in a healthy way, we need what he calls a, quote, cultural covenant. And a covenant is kind of like a, like a, like a great agreement, you know, uh, kind of like a contract, but more important. It's an agreement that we, we will acknowledge and accept each other's differences in society. And the way we must do this is by making a real effort to encounter one another and to willingly engage with one another. Then he acknowledges the difficulty in this process. You know, we can't just hold each other's hands and sing we are the world and magically assume that, you know, Palestinians and Israelis are going to come up with a two-state solution. I mean, he admits that this is a, quote-unquote, much more difficult and slow process. And I think that word process is the key word there. You know, there's, this is a never-ending process. It's really an attitude that he's asking us to have as a culture, as a people, to have towards others, this willingness or even a desire to encounter and engage with those who are different from us on a continual basis. 
Now, if I can read between the lines here, I do not think he is talking about engaging with people online. I think he means something more intimate than that. Now, why would I say that? Well, because a couple chapters ago, in the same letter, or and you can read this for yourself in the encyclical or check out previous episodes, he was kind of waxing eloquent about the importance of sitting with others in the flesh and talking to them, and also just about the incredible dysfunction we find online when interacting with others. And I've certainly experienced that firsthand. I don't think I need to elaborate on this point. If you've ever gotten into an argument with someone on Facebook over politics or religion, you know what I, you know what I mean. But he, he talks about the danger of despising and disregarding those who are different from us. And on a global scale, I think he's really pointing the finger at the Western world on this one. He doesn't say it outright, but he uses the treatment of indigenous people as an example. And he says this, quote, Intolerance and lack of respect for indigenous popular cultures is a form of violence grounded in a cold and judgmental way of viewing them. No authentic, profound, and enduring change is possible unless it starts from the different cultures, particularly those of the poor. A cultural covenant eschews a monolithic understanding of the identity of a particular place. It entails respect for diversity by offering opportunities for advancement and social integration to all. Unquote. Now, these words, I think, have special resonance today in light of the increased scrutiny of the history of residential schools in Canada and now their counterparts in the United States. We're kind of going through our own reckoning as well. If you don't know about these, these were boarding schools where Native American children who were essentially ripped from their families, were forced to grow up and be educated and assimilated into Western culture. Some of these were government schools. Others were run by Christian churches, including, sadly, the Catholic Church. And what Pope Francis says here, and I think what Pope Benedict before him admitted, was that this was wrong. For any of you listening to this who are not Christians or not believers in Catholicism, the Catholic Church teaches we can never impose our beliefs on other people, we can propose, as Bishop Barron puts it. You know, we can, we can impose our beliefs on those who have joined the Catholic Church because, you know, by joining you're saying that you want the Church to impose their beliefs on you. But, I mean, whatever the bad or misguided actions of Catholics throughout history, and they are many, Pope Francis is saying here, along with his predecessors, I think, that just as we Catholic people desire the freedom to practice our religion and live within our culture, so we believe that those we disagree with, to whatever extent it, it does not impinge on the right of others, should be allowed to freely practice their own religion and live within their own culture. And I don't, I don't see how we can read Pope Francis's words here in any other way than that. But anyway, this idea of encounter really hits home with me. You know, he's calling all of us to not shut ourselves up in our homes or our communities, but to make interacting with people who are different from us a real goal in our lives. And, you know, if ever a particular people in a particular time needed to hear that, I think it's now in the United States in the Internet age. We desperately need to hear this. Our country is split into two, three, or maybe even four different groups with literally different sets of facts we're dealing with. Facts in quotation marks there. You know, we're living by completely different narratives. Sometimes I would make fun of the evangelical subculture I grew up with. You know, I, I kind of recently did. They were so insulated, right? We had our own music, our own community, schools, TV shows, books, magazines. But it stops being funny when America itself begins to fracture into subcultures. 
each with their own books and their own version of history and their own narrative and their own TV shows and magazines and their own Facebook feeds. I mean, this is an enormous problem in our country. I think Pope Francis's answer to that is this new culture of encounter, this openness to sit in person with other people and let them speak and try to understand them. Not so simply to acquiesce, you know, and just become like them and say, well, whatever, you know, we'll do whatever you want to do. But for the sake of mutual enrichment, you know, I learned from you and you learned from me. Pope Francis closes the chapter not so much by explaining how to do this, but at least by expressing the attitude with which we need to live out this culture of encounter. And the attitude or or the virtue that he recommends is the virtue of kindness. He says this, quote, Kindness frees us from the cruelty that at times infects human relationship, from the anxiety that prevents us from thinking of others, from the frantic flurry of activity that forgets that others also have a right to be happy, unquote. A little later he says, quote, Kindness ought to be cultivated. It is no superficial bourgeois virtue, precisely because it entails esteem and respect for others. Once kindness becomes a culture within society, it transforms lifestyle, relationship, and the ways ideas are discussed and compared, unquote. So in other words, to lubricate this very difficult attempt we all need to make at understanding each other and fostering this culture of encounter, we need to kind of cover what we do with kindness. And it's simple, but it's effective. And it makes it easier to let down our guards and to find a path forward in society together. Well, that's all I've got for today. I hope you enjoyed it and got something out of my ramblings here. If you have any thoughts on this, please let me know over at johnnycatholic.wordpress.com. I'm very thankful for those of you who comment there. It helps me think through issues myself. I very much appreciate it. I hope you have a great week. God bless. Mm -hmm.